Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning, Eric. How are you, friend? I'm well. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Uh, the Bucks won a title in the middle of July because of the uh, NBA having to catch up on their season, which means that forever we'll be able to talk about it during the MLB All-Star break, the worst time of the year for sports talk. So I am forever <laughs> in debt to Adam Silver and the NBA for making that happen. That's what I'm That's what I'm excited for. But we're reliving game six, you know, a bunch today with different calls and looking back and, you know, that whole finals run. And, you know, you were there covering it with, with great access and giving us so much. And I think as you just look back at that run, I don't know that you can ever, like, doubt – what Giannis or the Bucks can do again. They were battling against the uh, the Nets. They were battling against the Hawks. They were battling against the Suns. If there's anything that they can take with them from that season, it's no matter what position we're in going forward, we've already been here. I think that that could serve them well as they, you know, try to bounce back and win again next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I remember joining you shortly after um, one of the days afterwards, or maybe it was after the parade or something. And, you know, essentially I went on a long rant about, you know, what are you going to tell these guys, right? Like, no matter who it is, whether it's Giannis or it's Chris or it's Drew or it's Brooke or it's Pat or it's Bobby, whoever it is on the roster, what are you going to tell that person? You, there's, no, there's no questions. There's no doubts. There's no criticism there's nothing there's nothing left for you to say, right? Like, there's no, oh, he's good enough. He's clearly good enough. And you saw it again uh, in this postseason, uh, this past postseason, even with things not going well. Like, he can just pull out a Giannis, a classic Giannis performance and go for 40 points and 20 rebounds and six assists and put his team in a position to win against a team that ended up representing the East in the finals even without his second-best player, Chris Middleton, with him. And you, you look at just everything. And, and to me, I think that's, that's kind of the, the big thing that sticks with me is you think about the Bucks going forward is, yeah, you know, whether or not you uh, want to agree with, what do you call John Horst, the semantics king? Uh, uh, the king so, of wishful semantics. There you go. Um, you know, whether you want to agree with him or not, part of the reason you can feel confident essentially running it back is you have the guys that won a championship and they are still that caliber. Uh, and, and to me, more than anything, that's kind of what sticks with, with me a, a year after they won the championship. Uh, with John Horace, I say that because there was a day, remember when Brandon Jennings got signed by the herd? 
Okay. I do. I had horse on that morning and there were rumors about it. And I, mm-hmm. I asked him like seven times uh, right. in many different ways if he was going to, if Brandon Jennings would be a buck. And then, right. uh, and then tech, he said no, but technically he was right because he was on the Wisconsin herd. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, he got you. It's very, you know, it's all semantics. And then trying to tell you that they're not running it back, whatever. This is the definition of running it back. And they should run it back. The Bucks are a very good team. I was watching uh, game six last night. I was watching the fourth quarter. And, like, that, that shot that Middleton makes to, to make it 102-96. <laughs> he, I, it's just, it, it, you know, I get into these fights online with, like, Celtics fans. And they're, they're like, well... You, the Bucks, the Bucks fans keep saying that they would have beat us without Middleton. I don't know if that's true. It's absolutely true. Middle, like, well, why are we discounting Middleton? You're gonna have him healthy. You're gonna have Drew. You're gonna have Giannis. You're gonna have Brooke. I don't know how long you keep that core together. I don't know how how long you can with age and contracts. But that core is very, very good. And then you've got Connaughton back, and you've got Portis back, and I like the additions. I think Ingles is gonna come in at a good time. I like the draft pick. So I, th- I, why wouldn't you run it back? They're ab- they're they're absolutely to me the favorite in the East, and I don't see you know I mean you got to play it out, but th- there's there's no reason to think that they can't do it again this year. Yeah, and honestly, that play that you're talking about that that one sticks with me, right? Like that to me was the play that kind of summed up the entirety of of Chris and Giannis being together, right? Like, they they had been together for eight years, now nine. And in the moment, I, I, I've i told Giannis this directly, like, if I need one more bucket to get 50 in a closeout game of the NBA Finals at home, I am not passing the ball. Yeah. Ever. Ever. I, I have it going. I don't need anybody's help. I, I need one more basket for 50 in the NBA Finals closeout game to become a legendary performance. I'm not passing. And yet, in that moment, here's Giannis, dribble handoff to Chris Middleton, and here's Chris Middleton hitting the clutch shot to close it out. Like it, To me, it was just such a perfect summation of you know everything that Giannis had built towards everything that Giannis was trying to, you know, instill into his teammates, like, hey, we gotta do this together. You gotta have trust in each other. You gotta believe in each other. And in the biggest moment, rather than taking that shot himself, he's like, No, this is what we do in these moments. We're gonna run the dribble handoff and if I get it back, that's cool. And if Chris hits the shot, that's cool too. And, you know, Chris pays it off and hits the the big shot. Like that moment to me is one that will just stick with me forever because that was those two guys going from fighting and scratching and clawing each other up for playing time in their first year together to eventually winning a championship together. Well, I think the thing with trust, Eric named the athletic. That's a great point because the thing with trust, it goes both ways with Giannis with, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, and then you, because you go back in game five where Drew's got the ball at the end of the game and Giannis is in a dead sprint after the steal, and nobody, like nobody is, nobody's following him. And Drew, there's no reason Drew should have thrown it up to Giannis there, especially when you watch it back. There's no reason, but but they trusted in Giannis, and in turn, he trusts in his team 
And it's like you you can't – a lot of times a superstar in a team will be like, trust me, trust me, trust me. And, okay, they do, but then they never ask for it back. And Giannis, that's the great thing about him is he is a superstar and he knows he can – you know, he, he could probably put up 50 and 20 every night if he really wanted to. But yeah. he, trust, he, he values the concept of the team, and that's why, you know, they did win, and that's why I think they can continue to win. Yeah, I just – that is like the other thing that I think kind of is obviously like you have Giannis's brilliance, right? That best player in the world doing insane things, 50 points in a closeout game, coming back from an injury that everyone thought was going to keep him out for a year in a couple weeks. Like all of that stuff is there. You think of like the handoff and, you know, Chris Middleton hitting clutch shots. And then it's just that trust like throughout, right? Because it, it isn't, like you said, just the moment of Giannis handing it out to Chris. It's the moment of Drew throwing it up to Giannis. It's Giannis's block in game four, covering for his teammates, where he covers both the alley and the oop and gets this insane block. It's Giannis in some of the biggest moments. I mean, I think there's only a couple Mike Green bangs for the Bucks in the franchise history, and one of them is a Pat Connaughton corner three. Right, like in that moment, yeah. Giannis just threw a no look bounce pass to Pat Connaughton in the corner, and he hits an absolutely massive shot. And you just go through, and there's all these moments. You think of Brook Lopez and his block against the Nets in Brooklyn on Kevin Durant in a spot where most people that follow the Bucks that are fans of the Bucks have been demanding Brook Lopez get off the floor. He's slow. He can't do it. He stinks. Get him out of here. Trade him. And, oh, by the way, there's Brook Lopez making the biggest block of the game on the best, at that moment, the best player in the planet in Kevin Durant doing something so athletic that no one would have ever thought he could do it. Like, you have Bobby Portis coming through in big moments, massive threes in a, in a playoff run where he was not playing against the Nets. Like, there's just, to me, there was just all these beautiful moments of that trust that you're talking about, that it's through the entire roster from Giannis on down. It's Giannis trusting him. It's Giannis trusting Bobby and Brooke. And I just thought throughout all of that, you know, you have these, these really beautiful moments where all of the, all the platitudes and the cliches and all that stuff that, you know, when you're doing media and talking to idiots like me, you just say, you just say the right things, right? Like you, you've been trained well enough that you just say the right things, And sure enough, like all those things end up coming true. And I just thought that was one of like the really cool things of the championship run was that, you know, so often when you're doing this job, you're thinking about how do I capture this moment for this superstar? And so many of the stories I was writing had to be like, well, the superstar did this, but also there was really big contributions from this guy or that guy or these guys. And, and I just thought that was really, to me, one of the cool things about that championship run was that there was just so many guys that came through in that way that if you're a Bucks fan, of course you, you can buy a Giannis jersey and be happy about that. But, you know, there's plenty of people that were probably rocking their Chris Middleton jerseys that had their Drew Holiday jersey on that decided to get a Brooke Lopez tee or Bobby Portis uh, Bobby Potus t-shirt or a Pat Connaughton shirt, like, or a PJ Tucker shirt, like all of that stuff throughout the entire run was just, just kind of incredible storybook type stuff.
And you got numbers. Giannis kicks it out. Connaughton for three. Bang! Pat Connaughton from downtown. And the Bucks go up by two. All right, so Pat's back. Bobby's back. I really think that, you know, grades get thrown out about the offseason. I wanted, for me, it was like, I knew everybody knew Pat was coming back. There was there was no question about that. It was get Bobby back, which I thought there was a ninety nine percent chance of. So that that happened, and then uh, you know Surge comes back, okay, and West comes back, good. And uh, I I do really like. I've always liked Joe Ingles. I know he's still hurt, and maybe we don't see him till December, January. But I think there's a good role for him, and I think that you know I like uh, the guys in the summer league. We'll talk about in a minute. Is there something missing? I mean, people can argue that. Well, in this specific situation, this might be missing. I don't know, man. I mean, outside of the Warriors, I think this is the most complete team there is. Yeah, to me, I think uh, as you have a championship team growing together and you're trying to keep it together and you're trying to remain champs, I think there's there's always a desire to get younger. I think you always want to you know, find a way to keep infusing athleticism. And obviously taking Mar- Marjan Beauchamp helps with that. Like that Marjan will be, you know, the young legs and, and some of that, but that's all, like only one dude. So for me, I think they, John Horst has assembled, I call them a very professional unit. Like there's just a bunch of pros on the team. All these dudes, you know what you're going to get. You know, they're committed to the work. You know that they're going to do what they need to do. They know how to play the right way. Uh, but there's always, you know, I think that, that infusion you want to have of being able to keep it fresh. And you kind of saw it with the Warriors this year where, you know, they had that next group of younger guys like in a Jordan pool that can help infuse some of that energy. Cause I do think, you know, yeah, like they're JV a- team. They've got a JV team. All these yeah, guys are going like, to graduate and then there'll be varsity. Correct. So you just have that, you have your aging core and that aging is not a bad thing, right? We all get older. So it's fine that the championship core is getting older, but you always want to have, that infusion of you. So, like, if there's a complaint about, you know, where the roster's at or, or, you know, what you could have more of, I think it's always youth and it's always athleticism. I think they could have more of that. But I really do think um, I, I question the Ingles signing on the night that it happened just because that is another older player. It's another dude coming off an injury. Uh, you have to wait it out. But, you know, if Joe Ingles can regain the form that he had in previous seasons when he was competing for sixth man of the year with the Utah Jazz, you've essentially answered all of the questions, right? Like uh, Bucks fans have spent, I don't know how long, trying to trade for Harrison Barnes. And if you want Harrison Barnes, you know who's better than Harrison Barnes? Joe Ingles. Like, Joe Ingles might now be the best passer on the team. I'm trying to think. It's probably Chris Middleton at the moment. And now it's Joe Ingles. So you just added a pick and roll partner for Giannis, who, by the way, happens to be six foot eight and shoot forty percent from the three point line for his career. Like you've added a guy that I'm not going to say it changes the the dynamic. It doesn't make you younger or anything like that. But so often in the postseason, what happens? The Bucks' offense grinds to a halt. They they just don't have enough playmaking on the floor. They don't have enough guys that can find Giannis an open look. They don't have enough guys that can hit open looks. Joe Ingles does all of those things. He, he's hit threes. He's great catch and shoot. You put him on the backside, 
people run him off the line, all of a sudden he's throwing a lob to Giannis or finding Chris for an open three or finding Drew on a cut or throwing a lob to Brooke. Like, he's just a very good basketball player. So, um, I, I mean, ultimately there's valid questions about how much Joe Ingles has left, what he's going to look like coming off uh, a left ACL tear. But this is a Bucks sports science team that, as everyone knows, has been one of the very best in the league since they've come to town. And, and I think there's plenty of reason to have confidence in their ability to get Joe Ingles back and ready. And if he joins you in January, all of a sudden you're looking at a playoff rotation that is deep. You have your eight guys that are going to be ready to go and, and really be able to, to go deep into a postseason. Yeah, if, if you sign a guy that's 35, you don't need this guy to play 82 games and wear him down and then flame out in the postseason. You need, like, with Al Horford, Al Horford's 35, 36. He's playing like he's 25 in the playoffs. So you just – For sure. You, you, we sign these guys as, like, oh, they're so old. And then you don't need them for 82 games. So with that being said, they do have these two younger guys. Mamu, who you guys you, – you went out to Summer League, you saw, and then Bochamp. And so I'm thinking, like – are they going to be a part of the playoff roster, the rotation, the rotation rather? I mean, maybe for one of these guys. We'll see. We've thought this for Jordan Wara for three years. But in the regular season, I'd like to see a lot of them. I'd like to see them so that they can continue to grow. And I'd like to see them so you don't have to play, you know, uh, Wesley Matthews 35 minutes a night. So you don't have to play all the veterans that long. I'd, I'd be very disappointed if they draft a guy in the G League and put him back down in the G League. Mom was already uh, all all uh, first team summer league, so we know he's great. But with those two guys, do we see them a lot? Do you think in the regular season? I know we're a few months out, but yeah, I mean, I think with with the Bucks so often we've seen them trade their first round pick, and you know, going into this off season, I said the thing that you're looking for is a wing. How do you find an impact wing? And that means you're going to have to take a chance in some way, right? They took a chance on an older guy coming off an injury in Joe Ingles. Okay, that's one way you found a wing. And then the other way was you drafted a guy that may be ready, may not be ready. And I think where Marjan's different than a guy like Jordan Wara is Wara's offense is what can play. And I think Marjan's defense can play from day one. From day one, you got a six six, seven foot wingspan guy. He's good defensively. He's strong. He's got quick feet. I think his defense can play from day one. And one thing that we've seen from Mike Boonholzer again and again and again is, like, you got to be able to execute defensively. If you can execute defensively, he can look past some flaws offensively. And Marjan's going to go through some growing pains trying to figure out what he can do offensively at the NBA level. Uh, but, you know, as John Horace told me at Summer League, like, he's good at finding the loose change. He can find an offensive rebound. He can find a cut. He can find a corner three. He can find all of the little things that just so happen to occur when you're playing with three amazing players in Giannis, Chris, and Drew. So I think we see Marjan from the start. And honestly, the fact that Joe Ingles comes back in January might not be the worst thing. You know, maybe you see Marjan for 15, 20 minutes a night for the first 40 games of the season. Then Ingles is ready, and you see Marjan's role go down a little bit. And that's fine, right? Like, just getting him a bunch of minutes his rookie year would be a big win. It's something that the Bucks haven't done with a rookie in a long time, you know, since Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, so I think Marjan sees some time. Marjan was tougher, man. Like, uh, 
he put on a show at Summer League. He was undeniably the best player on the floor in probably four of the five games that they played, like for both teams, not just the Bucks. And I think the tough part for Mama is he is at his best when the offense runs through him, when the ball's in his hands, and that's just never going to be his role on the Bucks. It, it, it just can't be. He's got to figure out how to be a role player. So, you know, he told me he put on eight pounds since the, the season ended, and he's feeling stronger, and I think that is shown. Uh, for him, it's just how do you stay on the floor defensively and how do you play a role? We'll see if he can do it. Okay, last real quick thing. Is Jordan Wara even on this team? What's the deal? Uh, so the Bucks currently have a qualified, qualifying offer out to him. Uh, that makes him a restricted free agent. They can negotiate with him and sign him. He can sign with a different, an offer sheet to a different team that the Bucks can then match. Uh, but for now, he is tied to them through that qualifying offer. And we do have they to have a spot for him? To play out. We keep signing these guys, don't we? Do we have any spots left? Yeah, they have one roster spot left uh, for 15, but they've carried 14 players throughout uh, the last few seasons until uh, after the trade deadline where they then put the 15th guy on the roster to keep their uh, luxury tax number down. I don't suspect they're going to run 15 guys out there this year, but they could do it to start the season and then make a trade to cut down to 14. So it, it, there's a roster spot. It's possible for him to come back, but we'll have to see how it plays out. It's a year since the Bucks won the championship. I'm asking the important questions about Jordan Wara. <laughs> Eric, thank you. It's always good to catch up with you. Love you. Love you too. See ya. Eric name, Eric underscore N E H M at the uh on Twitter. And you can find his work again at the Athletic. Uh very good pieces that he had. QA with Bobby Portis and John Horst. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.